Hello, listeners. My name is Mark. If you have been enjoying the Listener Lore episodes, please come over to my separate podcast feed, Lorehammer Listener Lore. On this daily podcast channel, I will be reading one story a day and sharing your creative works with others and giving my feedback at the end. So, if you like Grimdark 40k short stories, come join me at Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Well, hello and welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Great to from have Lorehammer. you. From Lorehammer? Yeah, also from Lorehammer? Yeah, believe it or not. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Coincidental I'm, small world. I'm also from Lorehammer. <laughs> wow. 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 It's great to meet you, Mark. <laughs> uh, today is a listener lore episode. Number 15. Holy moly. Yeah. You guys sure like writing or something. Yeah, which is funny because we don't like reading. <laughs> no, just, we got a couple real zingers in here that we're gonna actually enjoy reading. Yeah, and uh, we placed our bets. If it's, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, if you're unfamiliar with what listener lore is, uh, you submit uh, handwritten. Of course, it's handwritten. Jeez. Well, it could also be computer written. I guess it, you could even dictate it if you want. You know, we accept any kind of written. <laughs> Yeah. As long as you did it, well, however <laughs> you chose to do it. That is a pretty lax kind of standard. Yeah, get someone else to do yeah, it for you. You can, you can do whatever you want, really, technically. Just pull out a book, uh, like a really old Ultramarines book, yeah, yeah. and then claim, like, just switch all the Ultramarines for, yeah. like, let's, you know, let's just pick a random, let's do Soul Badgers. <laughs> you know, that's your new chapter. The Soul, the soul Badgers. badgers. <laughs> Anyways, oh um, so but, in this, you submit your story to us, we read it, and then, well, we struggle to read it, <laughs> and then we um, say whether or not we liked it. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. 
It's nice. It's pretty simple. It's pretty, pretty easy. easy. Really? You're, you'll get into the run of it pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the only thing is, uh, if you're submitting to us, submit to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. If you forget that, you can message us, and then I'll tell you to submit it to there. Yeah. We'll, we'll always direct yeah. you in the right channel. Um, and then also make sure that it is no longer than 10 minutes read time. If it looks like it's going to be long, I, I tend to skip it. Uh-oh. I, yes. I, I send the people back a message. I say, that's too many words. Try again. <laughs> this is too many. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. This no. is too many words. Uh, it's funny. When people send me their lore, too, I'm like, okay, give me one sentence. Just give me a one-sentence teaser. Yeah, and then yeah. they write four paragraphs. It's like... As a tease. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, so you're on their side. It's just a little <laughs> tease, Mark. I don't understand. <laughs> okay. They're titillating your senses. <laughs> With four paragraphs. Yeah. Ah, um, it's nice. It's nice. I, li- I like our listeners. I do, too. I especially like all the delicious, scrum delicious <laughs> lore that they shovel into our mouths. <laughs> heap. Just heap after heap. All right. Well, let's take it away. The after first that, story yeah. is uh, written by Zach. Uh, here we go. My name is Delts Yartarius. I am the second captain of the renegade legion known as the Undivided Sons. We are no longer that legion, though. We are now the Undivided Men. Mm. How, I hear you say, how in the Emperor's name has a legion like yours returned to fight for the good of man? The answer is in the question, O reader of mine. By the light of the reborn man-Emperor Trump, we have Mm. come to our senses and once again fight by your side. While we still view ourselves as a renegade legion, it is not the same kind of renegade as before. We will go to any effort to make sure that our homes have no corruption and that the people that reside on them are free by any means necessary. Even if that blue bumbling Primarch does not approve. You see, we never wanted the galaxy. Um, I do like that he did capitalize blue bumbling Primarch. Well, it's either that or you actually say Roboot Gilliman. Yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, even if that blue bumbling Primarch does not approve. You see, we never wanted the galaxy to burn or any of that. We were tricked by the High Lord Clinton. No! <laughs> while, our ho- while our home world of New Yorkers, New Yorkas, New York, I'm going to say New Yorkers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was under Xenos ev- invasion or acceptance, as he would call it, we were not allowed to go down to the surface and fight. So we waited and bit our tongues as our home was tearing itself apart. Three days went by and we had had enough. Our whole chapter dropped upon our land and for three months we fought and died. Eventually, though, we forced the Xenos back to whatever mud hole they came from. About a year later, as we were helping the nearby Hive Cities rebuild, we were told that under the guide of High Lord Obama, the rest of the High Lords labeled our chapter Excommunicate Traitoris. Traitors. For defending the place we love, protecting the streets we grew up on, this was the lowest our chapter had ever fallen. Not wanting any civilians to face danger because our presence, because of our presence, we said our goodbyes and left to the outskirts of the galaxy. Until four years ago, when the Emperor rose from the Golden Throne to lead the world of man again. This is more like fanfic. Yeah, this is just shit writing, actually, <laughs> Eric. Let's just call it what it is. We're right. reading about yeah. High Lord Obama and Emperor Trump. Yeah. I'm going to think that there's a very small chance that this exists in 40K. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, though. Uh, okay. Uh, however, he was different. Instead of the man depicted in paintings, this one was blonde. 
older with a light orange glow to his skin. <laughs> or some days a heavy orange glow to his skin. He stood proud, like a guardsman getting a compliment from the commissar. Yet there was a gentleness to him, much like a loving but stern grandfather that wanted nothing more than to see his grandchildren succeed in life. That's nice. <sighs> Just gotta grab him by the p- anyway. <laughs> he also no longer just called himself the emperor. He now called himself Man Emperor Trump. You know what that reminds me of? What? Man Bear Pig. <laughs> it's Man Bear Pig. Ah, Man Emperor Trump. Oh my God. Fuck. Uh, his first goal was to tear down the Minotratums that had been plaguing the Imperium for so many eons. This didn't go as well as one would have liked. See, humans are social creatures that like fair authority and be able to live their lives in bliss. This is what the Officio Medios did. They lied to the people. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) They claimed that this emperor was a fraud, that he hated humanity and only wanted the galaxy for himself. At this point, the true voices of the Imperium and Chaos would raise their voices, for they knew this was him. This was Man Emperor Trump, (laughs) and he would reunite every man, woman, and child, no matter what planet or far-off segmentum. He would even bring back the lost souls of unjustly treated legions, like ours, and guard as long as we swore to protect all that we had once lost. Sadly, sad, (laughs) sad, so many still chose and continue to live in ignorance (laughs) of the truth. The goddamn ignorance. Ignorance of the truth. Quickly realizing that their false words were beginning to fall faster than a hive city made from paper, the heretic high lords quickly moved to planets that blindly supported their uh, their lies. These true traitors held up on the planets of California, (laughs) Connecticut, Connecticut, Connecticutus, <laughs> and some have even gone as far as to hide in Segmentum Canadus with their whipping boy, Governor Trudonius. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Our okay. beloved homeworld of New Yorkers <laughs> was turned into a Xeno sanctuary where it is led by an orc warlord named San- Sanca Blanca Bores Head Cortez. In the hive city of Baltimore's. I don't know. I think you got to be American to understand a lot of this stuff. (laughs) Many of these planets now let Xenos in freely, putting the Imperium aside so that these illegal aliens can feel welcome while they take all that men have fought for. Some good news, however, Mm, however, however. (laughs) is that a segmentum known as Tea and Crumpots. (laughs) Fuck has recently elected a new governor to help them escape from a traitor and Xenos group called Elevated Universe. The E and U are both bolded and capitalized, <laughs> so I wonder what that stands for. EU. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. With their freedom now inevitable, soon we will be able to take back this galaxy and we will watch it burn. Burn away all the traitors and Xenos so the true people of the Imperium under Emperor Trump may rule the galaxy as all proud men and women should. I will do my best to keep up with these records as our battles continue. <laughs> Maybe I'll even write about our time on New Yorkers. Well, that could be okay. <laughs> anyway, be aware of the lies, follow the truth, and may the light of Trump guide us to greatness. My god masterful writing once again nothing but the cream of the crop we select um i feel like i need to scrub my brain 
So do you think this guy or I don't want to know is uh, is uh, is he fantasizing? Is this just if what this, do you call this? Okay. Uh if this is irony, yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. If this is how Zach truly feels um well, may the light of Trump. Yeah, may you for him. some. <laughs> may the medios never lie to you. <laughs> may you find, I don't oh know, comfort in wherever it is. Well, thanks for sharing. Uh, you know what? It, it. I guess it was your army, the undivided men. Yeah. Um, but it felt more like a propaganda piece. Yeah. For uh, <laughs> this person called the Man Emperor Trump, which yeah. clearly is not the real emperor. <laughs> and yeah, what the heck? Because the real emperor, as far as anyone knows, is sitting on a golden throne. Yeah, and the emperor is bronze, not orange. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, There's a very big difference. Very big difference. Between... One is a fucking cheap knockoff, yeah. and one is bronze. There, there's one that's a healthy glow of <laughs> oh, bronze. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you look like a, a god, like, like a, a Greek bronze. god. Exactly, mm. an Adonis. <laughs> oh, yes. Right? And the other <laughs> is an overweight man in his 70s. <laughs> Anyways, let's not talk about that. Uh, um, that's nice. You know what? Very Actually, nice. thank you, Zach, for really submitting that and having the balls to put your name to it. Yeah. So. I'm not going to say it was good, but I will say it was memorable. I will you remember know this one for a long time. That's very true. So congratulations, Zach, if that was your goal. <laughs> uh, next story. Uh, this one's from John. It's very short. Here we go. Transmission relayed via Adeptus Mechanicus Data Transmission Service. Administratum requirement by authorized release under Administratum Request Form AM-3724, Section 15-Request for Basic Regimental Information for Use by Militarum Commanders in Theater. The following primer contains limited information of a sensitive matter to the Adeptus Militarum personnel. Ensure that none under the rank of Major are able to obtain this document. Permission to distribute this has been granted in accordance with sector command guidelines. Message from Originator. Hope you find this interesting. The 95th Castellian... I think it's Calestian? Calestian. Has has a long and storied history of service to the Emperor. Love the... Oh, what? (laughs) Love the podcast. I hope you picked your... Maybe this is one of those one sentences I asked to send. Well, I've done goof, Derek. Um, do you want to read the next story as I sort out this one? Okay, okay. Um, the next one is uh, from Chris, and he titled it Barley and Wheat. On the world where the men and women know not of the giants in metal armor with world-ending weapons, but of barley and wheat. This is a feudal world where war is fought with arrows and swords, not with las guns and bombs. The planet has warm summers and cold winters, but the people make a living trading with one another, oblivious to the worlds beyond. In the grounds of a grand castle, two boys play their games, fighting off beasts of different sizes, saving their villages, and becoming heroes. Come on, Jonah, five more minutes, the blonde-haired boy shouts. We can go find the monsters that live outside of the grounds. The blonde hair boy carries on his belt a small wooden sword, his weapon called the Beast Slayer. Jonah replies, I can't. I have to go help in the fields, as he runs off. The blonde haired boy comes from a well-off family, unlike Jonah. The boy pouts and says, Fine, I'll go without you then. 
Coming from a high family, the boy knew all the tricks to get outside the walls, when the guards walked past and what windows to climb out of. This world hasn't seen war years, but that doesn't mean it hasn't got its scars. As the boy climbs from the window and hides in crates, he makes it to the outer gate. As he looks up, he feels a lump in his throat and continues, with his bag on his back and his sword on his belt. The ground was covered in a light frosting of snow. This was good for the boy. It meant he could trace his footsteps back. He thought about turning back. I've been walking for hours, he mumbled. Really, it had only been about twenty minutes. The boy swings his leather pack off his shoulder and reaches inside, fumbling for a cake he had stolen from the kitchens. The air was cold, but not the coldest it has been. The people were used to temperatures going from the two extremes. The boy leans up against a large rock. As he puts his hands on it to steady himself, he feels beneath the snow. This isn't... He wipes the fresh snow from the top. This is a metal! As he walks over the hill, there was a lot of these rocks. He went from rock to rock, looking for clues for where the monsters were. Large burn marks could be seen on some of the smoother bits. The boy started to huff and was considering heading back. His mother would be worrying. Out of the corner of the boy's eye, he saw a black shape move from behind what was once a war machine's leg. As he turned, nothing was there. He started to feel uneasy, like the time he got lost in some of the lower parts of the city. But unlike then... He's farther, and the city watch can't save him. To the boy, it felt like the world had just gotten colder. He, walked, he looked around for his shadow, but every time he got a glimpse, it would disappear. Was this the monster that he must slay to return as a hero? The boy drew his wooden sword, hands shaking as with fear. Come out, beast! I have come to slay you and return with your head, for I am... Before he could finish, he smelt it. The smell of mechanical oil. The boy slowly turned to face it. Its face was covered by a shadow, apart from its piercing red eyes that never blinked. I care not for who you are, child. Its voice was mechanical, like its smell. The boy had never heard a voice like it. It was like any human's voice. Are you the monster? He stuttered. It laughed at him. Its robes were dirty, but he could still make out the black with a red trim. You wish to see monsters. It turned and started to walk towards a cave. The boy followed. Inside the cave, there was a small amount of light. The boy stumbled around in the dark, still with his sword in his hand. As it walked, it sounded like rain falling on a metal roof. This confused the boy because it didn't sound like footsteps. Too fast for that. The boy rasped, What are you? It stops and turns its hooded head. Old, very old and continues to walk. Looking around the caves, the boy could just make out shapes moving in the dark, some holding scraps of old relics and some not just walking without hesitation. While the boy was looking to his right, he didn't see what was in front of him. The bump shook him back to reality. Looking in front of him, he saw a beast of a man standing with a box. The man didn't even look down. Are you the monster that I hear about? as he pointed the sword at the man. The man dropped the box at the boy's feet. Inside the box was what could only be described as meat. But now that the box wasn't in the way, the boy could see the horrific sight which was the man's face. Where the lower jaw should be, it had been replaced with a speaker, and his eyes had been replaced with large red and black wires. As the man looked down at the boy, the speaker started to crackle and hiss at him, 
Boy, that isn't the monster you seek. They enter the man's cave, so tall that you could, couldn't see the top. Small flames could be seen around the edge from where furnaces were working. It stops and turns to the boy. We are here, he points to the boy. What is that in your hand? The boy raises it up. This is what I will kill the monster with, the beast slayer. It laughs again. Very well, boy. Are you ready to meet the beast? With his heart in his mouth, he says, Yes, I am. Just as he finished, the floor starts to rumble. From behind the roped man, a large shape awakens. Funnels bellow smoke. As the machine reaches its full height, that boy could see what it was. This was a knight. The boy shouts, You're no monster. You're a knight. Show yourself, pilot. But it laughs again. Boy, this is not a knight anymore. The machine lets out a horrific scream and steps into the light. Where the house sigil once sat now sits an eight-pointed star. The knight faceplate now with rows of teeth. And where the shoulder plates were smooth, they now have spikes and horns. The boy's legs buckled as he start, stared at the machine, mouth wide open. Although he had heard stories about how the chivalry and loyalty the knights had, this was not how he imagined it. He could hear from inside the machine screams of torment. Not one, but hundreds. He couldn't understand where it was coming from, and then it clicked. It was coming from the machine's cockpit. When the boy came back to his senses, he could feel something warm trickle down his leg. You wanted to see monsters. Here they are. Before it could finish, the boy dropped his sword and ran. He ran as fast as his legs could carry him until he reached home. Back in the cave, another mindless slave walks over to the hooded figure. A crackle could be heard from the vox, then it clicked to life. Come in, this is... We have received a distress call. It turns to face the slave. Where the chest on a normal human would have skin and various organs, that had been replaced with a full vox caster. The hooded figure picks up the receiver. Ah, yes, about time. Are you in orbit? The man on the other end was well-spoken, but had a sense of distrust in his voice, similar to how a doctor would talk about an operation to their patient. Identify yourself, barked the man. The hooded figure turned to a monitor and started to tap in information. The figure's hands had no skin. Metal fingers reached out and typed with speed no human could do. Is that enough identification? He said. Well, you haven't... Well, you have been here a long time, haven't you? This voice was different from the previous man. It sounded rough, but not sharp. What do you want with us? He spoke softly, which made it all the more spine-chilling. But for the figure, it mattered not, because he no longer had a spine. That had been replaced long ago. Ah. I wish to return and continue my work with a forge. This world has no resource. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Sources to work with. The world was a feudal world after all. The knights were relics that had been lost in battles long ago, yet still enough remained to build some machines if you knew how. Although the resources for me are low, there are plenty that you and your company may enjoy. The hooded figure never could never show emotions, but once in a while it could be heard in his voice a small smirk of arrogance. Ah, I can see on the scanners. What vents, defenses do they have? The Vox made a loud screech. Primitive weapons, the hooded figure started to get more annoyed. Okay, Tech Priest, we will assist you with getting off this planet in return for the information regarding major population areas and any assistance you can provide. The Tech Priest was finally going to return back to the forge. Very well. For the true Mechanicum, the Vox crackled back. Ave Dominus Nox, Tech Priest. Ooh. Spooky dookie. Um... So, so the Dark Mechanicum. Yeah. And the Night Lords? Yeah. 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 That's, I guess, why that Chaos Knight didn't... Uh, wasn't trying to kill everyone? Yeah, wasn't trying to kill the Tech Priest at the very least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. That was a cool story. That was pretty re- well written. I, I liked the whole flow of it all. Um, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for that, uh, the mix of, like, the wooden sword with a fucking battle cannon. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh... I like that, you know, if you're looking for it, you probably recognize, like, the odd, more chaosy things. Hmm. Um, but I also like that the boy had no idea. Yeah. Until, like, it smacked him in the face with an eight-pointed star. <laughs> then and even like, then, did he know what it was or he just knew it was bad? Yeah, exactly. He just yeah. knew that this symbol yeah. was, you know, not good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like that. I like that, you know, not everyone has full knowledge of the entire galaxy because sure. they are a feudal world. <laughs> they are a feudal world. How yeah. much do they actually know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very cool. I don't know what else to really say about that. Well, one. it must be from a knight army. Must like be. Chaos or renegade knights. What are they called? Chaos knights? Renegade knights? Uh, renegade, I think they're called. Yeah. No, heretic knights. No. <laughs> Any of those, really. Yeah. They all yeah. fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like he's getting picked up by some... Space Marines and these Night Lords are about to mess up this planet, <laughs> yeah. which is a little sad. Ugh, that's poor, so poor little Jonah. I don't think he's going to survive <laughs> the coming winter. Well, maybe if he's lucky, he'll get abducted, become a Space Marine. If he's himself. lucky. Yeah, if he's lucky. That's yeah. lucky. That's that's the luck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to what will happen, yeah. Yeah, I liked the little bits of... Uh, speech that were in there. Yeah, no, I, I thought it like really went well, like all the speech and stuff. Like it, it all came out very clear. Yeah, I, 
the first part being like from the perspective of that young boy as he's you know hunting for monsters yeah. and he finds these rocks that aren't rocks and yeah it makes me uh wonder if this planet like it does no one explore because the boy really can't go very far sure he's yeah, a boy yeah. yeah right um and so all these rocks in this cave even is within walking distance yeah from his city um so they must not really venture outside yeah they're terrified like just yeah there must if, be monsters out yeah, there like that yeah. night if it came out there's nothing they could do to stop it no they have swords and arrows <laughs> it's not good yeah. That's um, nice. Yeah, I liked it. It's a good story. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you to Chris. Yeah. I like stories that are just like basic people in 40K lives. Like just a new perspective of some random boy on a planet, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a cap captain of the second company of the yeah. Ultramarines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice. Cool. Uh, how do, do we get that one? Yeah, I got that other okay, one. Okay, cool. Okay, I'll read that one. So, uh how did we uh, land on saying that? Kaelestian? Uh, Kaelestian or Kaelestian? Kaelestian. The 95th Kaelestian or Airborne Regiment by John. Uh, motto. Mortem in Calium roughly translates to death from the heavens. Hmm. Organization. The regiment consists of six battalions. Ah, that sounds kind of. This is long, so I'm going to pick and choose kind of the more interesting bits. We don't need to know how it's organized. It's like... 20 pages. I thought that was your favorite information. Is I'm, it 20 pages? No, this one's only <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> but there, there was some cool stuff I'm going to read to you. Yeah, so yeah. tactics. As a primary shock shock assault force for the Kistelians, Kilelians, Kalestians? Kalestians are often the first into the fight. They are highly mobile with close ties to the naval transport and close air support units. A common task would be secure defensive lines around the main support approach for the coming compliance force. So, assault landing. The initial assault is a vicious bombardment by, mar uh, by marauder bombers, followed swiftly by rapid strafing attacks from vulture gunships. The vultures will remain in in the air, prepping the enemy position with he or peppering the enemy position with heavy bolter fire, while the Valkyries approach the drop, uh, and drop the first chalk of soldiers proceeding to join the reign of death <laughs> with their door gunners when the passengers are dispatched. Hmm. The first troops hit the ground, usually minimum, one company, press the advance behind the an explosive rain of bolts and rockets. Once they have captured the first enemy position, they will consolidate their their gains to they will consolidate their gains a minimum of two hundred meters ahead and quickly dig in to defend a position against a counterattack. The second shock will have a landed at this point with support craft coming to replace the initial. Vultures and Valkyries to ensure the withering fire never ceases. Their task is to press on through the first chalk and assault the secondary positions, any secondary positions, halting six to 800 meters in advance of the first chalk and dig themselves in. The third chalk will land. Uh, the third chalk to land will usually have armored support coming up with them and will push the spearhead further into enemy territory. By the time the following follow-up of the forces have landed, the enemy has usually been wiped out of the area of operation or retreated in panic. From this point on, the battle group will, uh, will be relieved in place and withdrawn in order to uh, be resupplied and sent to the next battlefield where they are requested to clear. Airborne defense. <clears throat> so that's how they assault people. 
Yeah, um, it, they, it's very insertion dynamics yeah. in what sounds like would be a normally like impossible place to yeah. insert. It's cool too. Like you, you can, I'm sure he uses lots of heavy bolters and rockets because mm-hmm. he kind of kept tossing that out. So it's kind of cool to see that. Um, so air, airborne defense. This is another one of their tactics. In a defensive phase of battle, the 95th rely heavily on the 8th armored to provide basilisk fire and layman rest positions to cover one or two company infantry positions, while the remainder of the forces is held in reserve as a quick reactionary force at makeshift Valkyrie landing zones a few kilometers back. When attacked, they will lure the enemy into their kill zones, and when they have committed their main attack, the Valkyries and Vultures will then start will strike their rear and unload full companies of drop troops to cut off reinforcements or retreat. Cool. So they kind of just lure them in, then fly over top, trap them in, and got them down. Hmm. So even on their defense, they, they're still pretty uh, pretty aggressive. Right. Uh, founding, that could be important. The founding of the regiment. The regiment was founded after the fall of the system capital of Kalamir during the civil war brought about by the approach of the Imperial Compliance Force after a long period of separation following the Horse Heresy. Okay. During the final battle, the 95th Company of Kesselian Volunteers were the one were one of the three surviving of the original 100 volunteer infinite infantry companies. The commander company commander, Major Arthur Curry, led his troops in civilian transports through a low mountain pass to assault the rear of the Separatist stronghold, uh, enduring severe casualties, but turning the tide long, turning the tide of a long stalemate battle in favor of the Imperium. The Lord General in command of the Imperial forces submitted the Articles of Formation to the First Regiment of the Celestians soldiers quickly thereafter, and in honor of the actions of the men of the 95th Company, the regiment was called the 95th Airborne Regiment. 95th. Calestian Airborne Regiment. Okay, cool. Um, so that's how they were founded. Um, yeah. Soldiers, selection, what else? Looks you always cool? got to wonder. Yeah. Like, I think that's a great setting. Um, like a an Imperial or a Civil War yeah. after the Horse Heresy, yeah, especially. Yeah. But like, Whether you're like trying to Are you on the right planet? side, no matter what you're doing? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever has the more people ha- is on the right side. Probably, the, the, yeah. The bigger guns, yeah. Um, so this, uh, they have some traditions, and this will be the last thing we share about. It's cool. Traditions are nice. The Celestian people are highly uh, conscious, are highly conscious of maintaining their traditions of honor throughout the millennia, and the military are no exception. The most important traditions are the remembrancers, most important of which is the taking of names. Cool. So they still use remembrancers. That's different. Um, So the taking of names. After a combat operation, one soldier from each company suffering losses is selected to this position of high honor. It is the duty of the taker of names to return to the home ship of the battle group and attend the ship's quartermaster. There is a full ceremony that is painstakingly observed whereby all takers will meet outside the quartermaster's door with their uh, moron drop... Maroon, sorry. They're moron. (laughs) Maroon drop troop parades held in their right hands across their chest. The quartermaster quartermaster will ask that they enter and will, when they have halted, he will rise from his desk and salute before removing his own hat. One taker will step forward. We have come for the fallen, our brethren who will be not... Our brethren who will not return, their names on our lips and in our memories evermore. 
he will hand a list of names over and the quartermaster is to reply and so shall their names be taken to the place of remembrance and their equipment returned to the regiment to serve those who remain <clears throat> at this point they will be escort escorted by the ship's uh provosts to each room in in order to obtain the gear of the fallen where one name tag will be removed from a spare uniform of each fallen soldier the place in the beret of the company's taker wow okay when all the names are taken the provost and the quartermaster will be left to gather all the gear of the fallen while the takers may uh, make the solemn march to the 95th shipboard mess where they meet the representative of the mass committee who will open the case containing the remembrance wall and one by one the names will be spoken aloud and placed upon the wall when this is complete, all involved will drink a single shot to the fallen led by the representative. Um, so this is what the representative says. Those who have fallen shall not be forgotten. They who give their lives for, for us to grant the emperor's protection to their comrades shall evermore be in our hearts and minds. At the going down of the suns, uh, at the rising of the morning, at all the hours of wakefulness shall we remember them. In the name of the emperor, mortem in calum, death from above or death from the heavens. The takers will repeat the last line before they all drink. The ceremony concludes with the replacing of the berets on the heads and the statues of the names of the fallen. Okay, cool. So they get... St- oh, yeah, cool. That's a pretty detailed yeah. tradition. Yeah, that's nice. Um, he, he has a bunch of other stuff that he wrote down. Like he has his whole organization, rank structure, how people are selected. There's a whole bunch here. It's one of those really in-depth ones. It's always cool to see. Um, are there colors? I didn't see any. Hmm. Organization, maybe it's said in there. Hmm. Well, you have to send pictures because clearly you have like a pretty well thought out army, and I'm sure you've uh, painted a bunch of this stuff too. Um, it's cool. Like he even has like some heroes and stuff and some of their their deeds. But yeah, that that's that story. Hmm. Um, I like it. I like I like the guard. I like organization stuff. I like all the little details, all the stuff that actually gives them flavor. I definitely prefer hearing about guard regiments to like Space Marine chapters, sure. only because I think that you can get way cooler, um, like unique variety in guard, yeah, than in Space Marines. So, oh. so yeah, I, I like that tradition. Um, I like their tactics. I like yeah, hearing about um, how they actually perform their warfare. Yeah, and like you can actually translate that into tabletop if you're that kind of person. I like mm-hmm. being able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Anything else? Uh. No. Not for me. John. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Our next and final story is written by James. Um, and it's an orc story. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Wimpfilla. That won't we name this little moon ear? If yours is here, it's cause you've must have heard of us, and maybe you is like us too. Orcs. wimps is not like other orcs we are unique every one of us has got the same uniqueness that's what makes us all unique (laughs) we as orcs we don't like killing and crumping we as orcs that like making and building and protecting things yes a a little cult of building perhaps okay cult of creation Mm. long time ago we orcs came to the little moon on a spaceship there was no humies or elves or things with teeth or shoot us there was just little 
cute bunny rabbits everywhere, all over the place. Here, take this. I did a picture of the bunnies. You can keep that. I has a lot of picture of the bunnies what I make. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the orcs here decided not to chop and smash all the bunnies, but look after them instead because they were cute and the nice and orcs is not. <laughs> we had an idea that maybe we don't have to crump and smash and can be nice like bunnies if we try hard. So that is what we do. The wimps. It's all making sense now. <laughs> Other orcs think we wimps because we don't want to kill stuff. But we are still very orky. Wimps don't like destroying. Wimps like building stuff. That's why we have a lot of mech boys. Wimps don't like killing. We like living. And that's why we got lots of pain boys. And obviously other orcs think we're all just so weird. So we get sent a lot of weird boys. <laughs> anyway, one day these big bugs big bugs come to our little moon and terrible thing happened them bugs came and eated all the bunnies all of them except one which we saved oh, no. you can meet him later <laughs> but while you wait here's another drawing of him <laughs> here's another <laughs> drawing of him <laughs> you can keep that too we is learning that orcs can also give things instead of just take them all the time this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy i love it Holy moly. So the bugs came and ate all of the bunnies, and this made us all sad and cross, so we went killing and crumping all the bugs on the planet. And, well, we are still orcs, so, you know, we're pretty good at killing and crumping and shooting and chopping. Before long, there are not any bugs left, but the sadness of the dead bunnies stayed with us even when the bugs were gone. <laughs> so sad. So sad. <laughs> killing the bugs didn't take the sadness away. Oh, no. It made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good idea. We're going to go out into the world and kill and crump all the horrible people and things that go around killing and crumping. Doesn't matter if it's humans, bugs, or other orcs. If you, if you is killing and crumping, then you is making someone else somewhere have sadness. <laughs> <laughs> so if we kill all the killers, then there won't be any more sad in the galaxy and everyone will be happy and have bunnies. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you want to meet the last bunny we had? He over here in this box. He don't move much anymore, and he smelled oh. bad. In fact, I've not seen him move for a long time. Still real soft, though, and pretty. <laughs> Worth fighting for. Worth fighting anything for. Worth fighting everything for. Wah! Yeah. Oh crazy. my god. That's an awesome story. I really fucking like That's that one. That's so sad. <laughs> These oh. orcs, they just they learned what beauty they is. They wanted to learn to love. Oh my god. That was perfect. Um I like that <laughs> they're still really orcs. <laughs> yeah. Like Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> I yeah, I like the fact that they <laughs> have no problem like killing and doing all well, that stuff they just need a reason yeah a good you know reason. they got to kill the killers yeah it, for some reason like oh. just the the need for a good fight just doesn't exist for these guys and they need like a <laughs> a reason to fight sure you know and i like that <laughs> it's so good i would love to see some color schemes if your models don't have any bunny ear hats think like uh, bob's burgers <laughs> the little yeah, girl yeah yeah they don't have that what that's are you right. doing with it? They all just have bunny tattoos. Oh, that's fun. All <laughs> over. Ah, yes. That's like the symbol tattoos. of their clan. It's like, I wonder if it's like the Playboy bunny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get on that. These are some great ideas. Oh, my God. I loved it. That, thank you for sharing. That was awesome. Your, your wimps are yeah. pretty, pretty special. I like the... 
It's so sad in the box. Like, he hasn't moved in a long time, but he's still real soft and pretty. No. <laughs> I like thinking that all oh. the orcs at some point, they're like, man, I just really want to see that bunny again. Yeah. So they just take turns going to the box and giving it a pet. <laughs> this dead, oh. festering bunny. And then it just, like, reaffirms their belief that, <laughs> no, I'll do anything for this bunny. I'll do anything to protect so it. So soft. <laughs> oh, man. So the I bugs like came and ate all of the buddies. And this made us all sad and cross. Oh, man. Good times. But killing the bugs didn't take the sadness away. <laughs> no! It made it worse. No! Oh, man. I really like the wimps. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'd love to see pictures. That was awesome. Lots of mech boys. Lots of pain boys. Lots of weird boys. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, and man. bunny tattoos. And bunny tattoos everywhere. <laughs> And I like that he's kind of uh, just kept trying to give you pictures. Yeah. Okay. You know what that really reminded me of? And huh. I don't think this is what the person's going for, but it really made me think of old Greg. <laughs> yeah. You want some Bailey's? Yeah, want some Bailey's? You ever drunk Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> Look what I drew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to see this picture I drew of Bailey's? Oh, that's man. what that made me think of. But yeah. I don't think that's what he's going for. No. Um, yeah, I really like that. Sweet. Okay. There's four stories for your ears. Uh, once again, if you want to submit your lore to us, uh, submit to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Try to keep it under 10 minutes. If it's too long, I will try to email you back and let you know. But, uh, you know, you want to just make sure it's right the first time and then, you know. Easy. Easy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Right on the flippy flop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.